bitch. As you can see, we are so incredibly grateful and excited to have with us today Monica Ellis, the bassoonist and executive director of Amani Wins. Can we just, can we just like, <laughs> woo? Because it's it's so funny the pop stars of like classical music or like just music in general, like Amani Wins you're there like and and you and I mean we'll get we'll get into that but Monica hello hi it is so amazing to have you here thank you for having me that's very kind of you to say I appreciate that thank you happy to be here I'm sure it's things you get told all the time but you never deserve to hear any less than <laughs> you so what you. Are you, you we're a lot of us and I'm sure plenty of our audience is so aware of the amazing work that you do but just for maybe audience members who have not had a chance to come across your work or Amani Wynn's work can you just let us know a little bit about yourself and the organization sure well thank you for calling it an organization honestly because um over the years that's that's exactly what it has become it's so much more at this point than just a win quintet but of course at its core it is we are five musicians uh who have been together since uh, the organization has been together since 1997 and uh there are two original members left myself and the oboist toyin spellman diaz who have um, been there since the beginning and uh the other three members mark dover our clarinetists joined almost eight years ago. Uh, Brandon Patrick George joined about five years ago, uh, if that's right. Yes, I think. And then our newest member, Kevin Newton, the hornist, joined. Uh, he's in his third year now. So although we've had some turnover in the last eight years, pretty significant considering there was no turnover for 17 years, I feel like what we built in those 17 years was so uh, powerful and and, and um, laid such a great foundation so that when the inevitable did occur, which was new people coming on board, we had we had a real core to us so that they were able to just kind of come come into that rather seamlessly in all honesty. Um, and, um, you know, these young guys, they can play, they can play. So <laughs> Every, anything, everything, whatever. Um, so it's it's really a, a new band in many ways. Um, it's it's a new ensemble. And, and all these years later, um, it's my life's work, Toyin's life's work. And we still feel like there's so much to give and offer and uh, receive because new people and new new collaborations, new activities, new records, new initiatives um, are just always, always a part of it. But that's, um, that's like, that's the present. The past is uh, in 1997. Yeah, we joined, uh, we formed this, this group based upon the idea of our original flutist, the ever famed, you know, just a queen and of herself, Valerie Coleman, mm -hmm. uh, composer and, and flutist extraordinaire who had the concept to put together a group of musicians of color that would make up a wind quintet. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was her concept. She wanted to have it be a vehicle for her own music, for, um, for representation purposes, to show that we do this, um, that there is a, there is a place for uh for people of color in not just classical music because we know that but in wind specifically wind quintet classical music so um we all just followed her anywhere she told us to go <laughs> and here we are all these years later um with 
intact so many um not just initiatives but really really career markers that she had in mind that allowed for us to have a future and that, that's a pretty pretty big statement but but i think it's accurate one was uh the legacy commissioning project that she that she uh initiated in our 10th year to celebrate music, um composers of of underheard voices really um of course of of usually black and brown heritage our our chamber music festival which is now in its 13th year so you know almost half the history of the group which is a summer event and we saw each other uh lauren and during the summertime when we just were holding our 13th year at juilliard um and you know th those are those are things that we now continue that's that she initiated that are really like i said the the um the legacy and the the markers of the ensemble that that allow for us to to know to go to keep going and uh, and so now one of the things we're doing that is really a part of our future is uh, our own not-for-profit organization so we we function now as a completely um 501c3 charitable organization and so that's allowed for us to really grow exponentially the last five years maybe really four to five years um and um get a lot of funding for some of these projects that we never dreamt we could do and uh and so that is is the future of the group and and uh, i'm i'm still enjoying the ride <laughs> it's i mean it's so beautiful because what you just laid out was lives it was your, you, the lives together but also as individuals because obviously you everyone who's been involved with Amani past and current have such rich personal individual careers as well so it's just so amazing to see and hear how that has played over over the years and um I mean well, I'll I'll stop I'll let the, the boys ask something <laughs> well thank so you amazing. I appreciate that it, it, it's remarkable it really is and and you know there's certainly a lot of groups a lot, maybe not a lot, but but several chamber groups that that have a long history. I mean, Emerson is 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 closing up shop at forty five years now or something like that. Um, our our dear friends, the Ryan Quartet, I just saw recently that they've they've clocked in thirty five years. So you know, a career can be had um, in this way. I don't I don't think I thought this would have been mine really. Um, but but it's it's. Um, just a few that do have the honor and privilege to kind of have this type of longevity and and it's really um, it's it, it is just that it's really a privilege and I don't I never take it lightly and never. I uh, as you were explaining the uh, history, the past, the present of Amani wins and discussing the people coming in and coming out and y'all had such longevity with 17 years you build that foundation, you build those interpretations you built those like how you feel the music, how you feel the releases, the attacks, the like mm. breath down. So a nerdy question, when new personalities come in, how has that influenced your original set of like music that y'all did in their first 17 years? Do you still include that in your sets? I'm pretty sure you do, but like, has it changed and taken on a new life, a new breath, a new sound? Um, because of those different personalities? And is there a mix of old and new or is it completely new interpretations? Right, right, right. Great question. Yeah, it, it is a mix of old and new. And yes, we do bring out, bring bring back that repertoire. It's so funny. I'm actually looking right now on my 
extremely messy desk and <laughs> office. This is where the action happens, all of this and all of that. That's my son's desk over there. He's nine. But um, um <laughs> I um I'm looking at a I'm looking at a uh, brochure for for Alvin Ailey right now. It just happens to be here. My cousin is a dancer in the Alvin Ailey Dance Dance Theater. So you know he's an extremely accomplished um uh, amazing dancer and and he's been in the company now for three years. And I was looking at their I'm looking at this. I promise, Mike Michael, this this is your this is will answer your question. Um, you know I'm looking here. I'm looking uh and and of course plan on go going to their city center. Uh, residency, which happens every year here in New York City. And I, I see some new repertoire. I see, of course, Revelations, which is their most iconic piece. Um, you know, I see brand new stuff that's that's world premieres, things like that. I see the all Ailey program. And I thought, wow, yeah, he, you know, Alvin Ailey, the people that come and see this iconic, legendary 65 years of Ailey, legendary dance group is still expect to see revelation still expect to see cry um you know and even not things that that ailey himself did but things that have been in the repertoire for say not 65 years but 20 years you know 40 years um so you know i if if, if we're remotely compared to alvin elliott that's an honor in of itself but conceptually <laughs> conceptually we do have a similar aesthetic in that uh, there's still pieces in our repertoire that we want to play, even if we've been playing them for a very, very long time. Um, and so when the new people have come on board, they are, uh, it, they want to play that stuff. You know, we we toured uh, Valerie's um, Afro-Cuban Concerto, which was one of our early pieces from, from 2006 or so. Uh, we toured that all last year on a women's composers program that we, uh, that we established, we created. And, um, the boys, you, you called them the boys, Lauren. That's funny. We said we join and I do the same thing. Uh, yeah, they were super excited to play. They had not played it before. And meanwhile, we recorded it. We played it, you know, over the years, dozens, hundreds of times, hundreds of times. Um, and it was it was not new. Of course, it's still the same music. So the interpretation they were they were looking to us really to to say okay what do you do what let's do this i like that you do that y'all did this on the record before no reason to shake it up um but of course we do uh, i think the reason that it's, we've been successful with changes in personnel is because we we pride ourselves on an environment that welcomes that change and it's everybody's voice is valid and should be heard and it's not this you know uh totalitarian environment that musically speaking that that one person is in charge um you know executive director great sure whatever that's a that's that's a title that's a hat and i and i am like i, I do run the ship there's no doubt about it but musically speaking everybody's everybody's equal on the stage in the rehearsal space uh so with 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 older repertoire we um we enjoy it we definitely keep it in the repertoire but we're super excited to bring new stuff in too. Um, in 24, 25, we, we just established some brand new programs that um, is pieces that the majority, not not 100%, but majority that none of us have ever played. And that's really exciting. Uh, every year we have at least one new commission, new piece that's a brand, you know, brand new work. 
Uh, and so for the last five, seven, eight years now, we've been able to add that to the have that as an addition to the repertoire and that's something that other that the that the original members didn't play so it's a combination of it all and and i think um i am excited always to see to, to know and, and hear what it is that they have to offer to the rep that was bit that we that toyin and i have ingrained and it's it's a, it's a it's a double-edged sword sometimes you're like but we did it this way we're like oh yeah but no we don't have to do it that way <laughs> You know, so it's a it's a bit of a balancing act at times, um, but a fun one. And I'm just ready to hear them, you know, slay some stuff that maybe like we couldn't do back in the day, but they're so good that they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. It's, yeah. So so a combination of all of that, um, their input absolutely is vital to the to that very piece that we're in at that moment, as well as the longevity of it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to go back to something that you said of you didn't think that, you know, you would be here when you were younger growing up. And my question would be, what did you think that you were going to do? Did you, you know, I, I read that you started bassoon in middle school and then it just kind of took hold of you and then you never let it go. So what did you think right. you were when you're then, you know? Yeah, well, right, you're right. I, being a musician definitely was what I knew I would be. And um, it, it, I was just one of those kids that gravitated towards music right right early on, uh, middle school, high school. I, so, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be anything else. But I guess I, I figured I would be in an orchestra. I, I came to New York City uh, for my grad work at Juilliard. And then I did a postgraduate thing at Manhattan School of Music. And um, I think if I had ended up anywhere else but New York, I mean, you know, any small, small pebble of a change in the line of your life has exponential dif you know, differences on how things occur. It's the ripple effect. So, yeah, if I had come to New York a semester later, then something not wouldn't have had. It's that Benjamin Button scene, you know, where like every every little scene has has the um, the differences that changes somebody's life. So everything happens for a reason. But I think coming to New York for for my grad work um, allowed allowed for me to switch the focus. It's not even the focus, but switch the assumption. That's the word. Switch the assumption that all I could, all I was going to do is be in an orchestra, mm. because that's what we're kind of taught, and that's what we were taught back then. That um, that that's the route you take. You graduate from conservatory from these amazing schools, and there's zero job security. <laughs> you have no, you you know, you 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 just you're just out there, a big old sea and a little fish, and mm. you're just hoping for the best, like the rest of everyone else. But being in New York, that was the X factor. That was the game changer that I was in a city, in a place that allowed for me to uh, still have the, the priority be about uh, auditions for orchestras because that's kind of the main uh, thing that we are taught that we you're just going to audition for orchestras and get that job. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I was able to dabble in chamber music. Uh, I was able to do gig work here and there or pick up orchestras. I ended up performing with this group called Absolute Ensemble, which is an acoustic electric um, 
rock band, a classical rock band, really. And uh, it was forming pretty much at the same time I have as, as Imani wins, where I have dear friends to this day that that have been my friends since then. Um, you know, from that group, we traveled all over the the, the, the country, the, the country and and Europe and Eastern Europe, you know, places I would have never been able to go to. Uh, and then Imani wins. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I I think to answer the question, it's a matter of I didn't think I would do it simply because that's not what you're taught in 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 conservatory right. um, at that time. Thankfully, things have changed significantly. I mean, over the years now um of groups like like us really and and other startups if you will from the last 20 25 years has shown that this can be a viable career option mm-hmm. um it ain't easy but nothing's easy like nothing's easy zero is easy <laughs> so you just you take that out of the equation anyway right um yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm very, very grateful for being at this at that place at that time. And then that just really, you know, started me on the on the journey that I've been on all this all this time. And I love I love New York. I love that I am a New Yorker, not originally. My son is a New Yorker. <laughs> yes, yes. <New> <laughs> he was born here. I was not. But um but yeah, you know, I, I love that New York is my home for all these years. It's it's a it's an incredible place. It's dense. We're on top of each other. We get on the train. You know, you got to deal with just every kind of person you can imagine. Um, but it has a very intense energy, and it's and it's giving me the life that I really enjoy and love. I will say really quickly that I love hearing the story because to me, I hear you were open for any possibilities. When yeah. you ventured off. And, and I think, I mean, even today, a lot of people are are put in a category of, are you going to be a performer? Then you only need to do orchestras or this, or are you going right. to be an educator? Or you're just going to go teach orchestra, band, choir. But there's so many other possibilities. And Amani wins as a group it is it's like the testimony of that of like you can do something else as well and yeah. I'm just your story uh really speaks to that anything can happen and yeah. you could be in a completely place that you never thought about yeah no thank you for acknowledging that it's true it's true just and we say it all the time you have to really leave yourself open and and uh, uh, able to receive your heart and your mind your spirit um while you're practicing your arpeggios you know what i mean like while you're in the shed like saying laser focus <laughs> and because there's a time and place to be super super focused to be the best that you can possibly be at your craft there's no there's no shortcut for that but in the other times, in the in the meantime, in between time, then yes, allow for those allow for those opportunities that you wouldn't expect to to enter into your space, um, because that can be life changing and game changing. Yeah, yeah, very good, very. Thank you for the testimony. I like that that we're a testimony to that premise. That's really cool. Absolutely. Well, I mean, in an, in the age that we're in, especially getting out of this, I, we always say post COVID, but like I feel like that's always inaccurate to say post COVID, but like. Right. in this place where we are where it is scary like people were losing jobs during this this time and there was not a lot of stability within performance i wonder like with your with your own students do you feel like there's that same because it seems like whenever you all formed there was this trust that you just had in each other and trust that you had in the vision of the group where you're like we're just going to see this through 
we're gonna we're gonna push we're gonna work we're gonna just try and is that something that you see in your own students now or is there a little bit of that like hesitation of like well like you know I'm not sure there's a job for me or I'm not sure if that's going to happen or maybe that's like I don't know if that was just a a special thing that happened I don't think see myself doing that like what are, what are you hearing from your students and from uh, you do so many things with youth engagement mm -hmm. but what is the climate surrounding that yeah another great question um that's a really good question I think that there's more there's the permission to have more options nowadays. So you don't have everybody just totally vying for the same thing. But at the same time, there are so many more talented people. I often say I would not have wanted to be, I don't want to be a student now, <laughs> just because the competition is so fierce. And not to say it wasn't that way 30 years ago when I was in school. I mean, everybody was good back then too, but I just feel like this is the nature of time as time goes on people more the 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 uh the landscape is more saturated and so there's just um more really really good people at doing this one thing playing the bassoon for instance um that the opportunities are less and so yeah my my our our students my students that i encounter you know i do try to encourage them to think you know think think uh, what's the phrase um act locally think globally you know <laughs> something like that i think that's right so you know do what you can do in your own space again really really getting as good as you possibly can at what you do but don't forget to think outside the box don't forget to 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 um you know talk to other people engage yourself be you know in different environments that might open up another opportunity because the opportunities are just not as are not as there and like I was saying there's just that many more people vying for those same opportunities so we do have to figure out more entrepreneur have more entrepreneurial mindset figure out ways that will um, potentially allow for you specifically to have a career have other opportunities that may not uh, be be applicable to anybody else and yeah you know the COVID the COVID times um, I think did exacerbate that because we had to figure out some other stuff we, you know we, we were instantly shut off from what everybody was used to doing mm -hmm. <sighs> done right so you either curl up in a ball and cry which <laughs> A lot of us did, <laughs> um, or you know, do that. But then, okay, uncurl yourself, you know, shake it off, and and get back to work. And whatever that does mean, it's going to mean something different. So it was really encouraging to see see the see the the video, you know, the viral videos and people um, uh, really getting used to and, and acquainting themselves with 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 uh, recording processes or video you know you all of a sudden i got a home studio like oh i, I didn't know that was of interest to me podcast you know mm -hmm. just so many other ways to we we found it's funny you mentioned um that your theme at uh at midwest is going to be community that and we found other ways to be in community to mm -hmm. to find a community it isn't about simply it isn't only about location anymore um, by no means is it is it so you know we really kind of 
put the the whole landscape on its head. And, And I think that's a good thing. You know, obviously very little good things came out of a global pandemic when tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people died and it's still here and still doing what it's doing. But, um, you know, if there was something beneficial from it, I think it allowed for us to, to, to just really look at things differently and think differently to get the same um, point across. How can I do it and say it in this different way and, and think about something in a different way? So we try to encourage our students to, 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 to do just that. And for instance, when, you know, we teach at Curtis, which is an incredible opportunity and they're so talented. Um, and many of those those young students there have a very focused orchestral, speaking of that, orchestrally minded um, career focus. And, you know, we try to be like, yeah, that's great. However, <laughs> that job ain't gonna be there necessarily when you graduate, because there's just the openings right there. So, you know, that's a just a small community. Of course, the Philadelphia Orchestra is right there, and it's 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 a kind of a kind of a, a stair step to it, depending upon a lot of things, of course. Um, but yeah, you know, teaching chamber music in a pretty uh, traditionally minded institution such as that has allowed for us to kind of break down a, a couple of these um, t- typical, uh, typical mind, traditional mindsets, you know, um, for young people to, to say, okay, well, oh, wow, I can do teaching. I can um, do teaching. I would say it like I do music. Like That's a terrible way to say it, but you know what I mean? Like I, I can teach and perform. I can perform orchestra music and chamber music. I can be you know, I can do a lot of things. Uh, I can be an administrator. Um, so anyway, yes, I hope that's kind of answering the question there. I might've went off on a tangent on that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that was that was really great because I think sometimes we we talk a little bit about that, how like the, the climate and the field is just insane. And it's never to say like, it, was, it wasn't hard to like get a job back in the day, but we're saying like, do you know how many of us there are now? And right. do you- many of us are like going to school to specialize in this you know this type of thing because we have more funding in in a sense from maybe where we were not as much as we should but maybe more than we were or did have and so you're absolutely right there's a it's more it's a bigger pool and maybe not as much demand should i say right now especially post COVID as we're seeing with a few closures and dips in ticket sales and yep. all this. So um, it's definitely a part of the conversation, but it's it's interesting to hear your perspective as a touring group, especially that you rely on that, right? To, to move around and, and, and see and the, the fact that you need people to want you in those cities, which obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just always, we, this is a conversation we're always having. There's so many nuances. Right little things about it yeah no it, it yes yeah all of those things yes we need live music things have changed how do we adjust it's normal but it's not yeah it's all it's all of the you know all of the above a through d <laughs> <laughs> i think another thing to just go on top of um this newer generation is there's more access to certain things now that maybe 
wasn't there years ago, which is a great thing. Access is, is phenomenal. But especially for minority students, we finally have, you know, ways to study music and to get a job in this. But from your perspective of coming up um, when before Imani wins as a Black female bassoon player, did you ever, was it ever one of those things of like, I don't see myself represented in an orchestra or chamber music. I, do I even belong here? Like, will I be valued in these organizations as much as I have been longing to be in that space? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, to be totally honest, those questions did not come into my mind. And um, I know a lot of people ha of various generations have had these types of questions that come to mind, um, like you're like you're saying, do I belong? I don't see people that look like me. What, what, where, where, where do I fit in? But I think for me, at least, I was so fortunate to have such a solid background and upbringing with people around me, my parents, my sister, my family, um, immediate and extended family teachers, really. Uh, and by the way, black and white teachers, you know, and, and black and white friends for that matters, that just, that just, my church that just pushed me up, held me up, you know, and um, nothing, there was never a moment that occurred to me that I could not do something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and at the same time, we were, you know, we knew black and white, we knew, we knew we were, we knew we was black, you know, we knew that we, we knew where we came from, we knew that we were a people uh, that have been traditionally marginalized. I mean, we didn't, we, now Toya's family might have talking about marginalized people because she grew up with a lot of ex intellectuals. But we, <laughs> her, her parents, she would look, she'd be fine with me saying that. Um, but but you know, us sitting around a dinner table was not talking about yes, the marginalized community is really struggling right now. Like we 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 was watching you know the Cosby Show and Family Ties, you know, in the eighties, and and I was just going going about our 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 time. But um, but we recognized that. Our blackness was 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 you know we were proud of it and and and, and are and um, recognize recognize it as a part of our identity, uh, but never in a way that oh okay I don't see it some I don't see it where I want to be therefore I can't be in that, mm -hmm. um, you know my mom thank God she'll be eighty seven uh, in a few weeks actually and she's she's in the best of health you know and and doing really well and she talks so much about. Um, her coming into her own adulthood in the in the in the fifties, um, being the only black woman in a number of circumstances. Uh, um, uh, you know, her first job was she was she was she was the only black woman in, in you know just you know, she worked she worked for the telephone company, uh, Bell Telephone in Pittsburgh, and in you know nineteen. 56 57 when she graduated from high school and she was the only black woman but she was like okay that's a good job and you know it's gonna pay my bills and 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 i'm doing this and yes i'm the only black person but that's that so you know obviously i'm not saying i don't want to put on rose colored glasses and and um and make it seem like that you know everything was was some utopia but for for my my personal story is one that um again fortunate enough to be in an environment where i had such a great support 
system that it allowed for me to not even notice that I was the only or or the one of two or the you know the one of three. Um, it wasn't until I kind of got older where people said, "Oh, that should be something you should be concerned about." And I said, "Oh, it, oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't know that." <laughs> and and I, you know, at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to speak flippantly about it because I do know that, of course, as a people, we have faced, you know, from atrocities to to minor skirmishes to to you know the the bigs and the smalls and the lack of representation is major. And so I I, I completely get that. And it's and for many reasons, it's why for many reasons, it's why we exist. Imani wins for that purpose. Um, but, you know, I think we should all just try to forge our own path as much as possible, as much as as much as as, as humanly possible. Um, you want to you want to see people doing the thing that you're doing, but you do have to then live your own life and wherever that life may take you and in whatever kind of circles you'll be in. I can only hope that that we have the confidence and and the you know the 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 wherewithal to just be your own person and yeah if I'm the only one I'm gonna be the damn best only one in this <laughs> and and that's that's the bottom line there is right you know there's not there's nothing there's no no if ands or buts about it um would it would it be great if there were two yes but if there's not so be it and then next year hopefully there'll be there will be two because that'll be another time but in this moment i'm here i'm who i am i'm damn good i've done the work i'm i'm working hard um uplifting my people you know it's it's um you have to look at it that way i think otherwise you become you're waiting for godot you know you're waiting for something to <laughs> you're waiting for this for this magical sort of uh, 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 environment to exist that may not ever exist, and you might miss out on an opportunity. Um, so I think it's important to reflect upon it, upon this the idea of representation in in these multiple ways, being realistic, but also um, just living your life and and moving forward. I will have to say this brings up a great question in my head of how is the work life balance. And Amani wins. Like you, you have children, and you are this big, famous uh, uh, touring star. You know how do you how do you cope with with all of that? Well, help. That that's that's the that's really the biggest word. Um, help, support. Um, and with me, I'm a single mom, but um, I have a lot of help with my son's dad and uh, my mom and my sister. So the same people I mentioned earlier, you know, thankfully I do have a great support staff, staff, <laughs> great supports. <laughs> I Freudian slip. That's what it really is. I'm, I'm basically like, okay, you need to pick up the, 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 the you know, I'm telling them what to do. Um, but no, great support system and people that believe in what you're doing, you know, so yeah, I'm leaving my kid for a week or five days or, you know, 10 days, but, you know, he knows that what I'm doing is really important to me and I'm really good at it and it's important to other people. I hope this is my hope. And, um, and so uh, who, who he's here with are people that are you know, loving up on him and, 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 you know, giving him the support that he needs also. So therefore I don't feel like there's some lack when I'm gone, um, per se. 
uh, nothing like a mother, but still person, you know, <laughs> person. So um, yeah, is it easy? No, but you know, I also consider that there's people that that don't travel, but but have you know everybody works, and you know we don't we don't have some sort of gilded life where where we don't where we can just you know be at home and and just waits for right. the service to, to to make things make sure everything is going to work out. Um, so yeah, you could you could have you could be at home but still have a, a a nine to nine job and and not be able to spend as much time with your family. So everything is relative, and um, again that I'm very very I could I know I'm so fortunate that if I'm working and if I'm leaving getting on these planes and going to these different places at least it's doing something that I really enjoy and feel passionate about so it's it's um it like I said it's not easy at all but it makes it worth it so yeah you know like I said help is the biggest thing as long as I have the assistance that I do and I and I'm grateful for that too I know I have family mm. that's right here in New York with me uh, my mom comes from Pittsburgh when she's when I'm on the road and then she'll stay here at my place, you know, for for weeks at a time. And so I, I do have a lot of a big support uh, system intact. Yeah. yeah, I think it's beautiful to have we call it here our village. Oh, um, yeah. And it, it's just beautiful to see that no matter where you go into this career or field, as long as you have a great village behind you, you can accomplish many things, many, many things. Absolutely. And the village can come in different forms. You know, even if you don't have kids, your friend group is very, very important. And, and, and who you, who, whoever you choose to spend your time with, and we even tell our students this, getting back to you know, a question sort of more that you had that about just communication with students. Pick your friends, pick your friends. You don't need a bunch of friends. You don't need to right. be, you don't need no 10, 20 friends. Because <laughs> they're not your friends. Like they're not, that's not that important. Have a have a nice little four, five, six people that are a part of your friend, a part of your core group, because that's your that's your boom coon, you know, straight, straight up group that's gonna tell you what's up. Um and that way you can you can have like these really meaningful relationships as opposed to sort of this fluff stuff that that is quality over quantity really is is the is the bottom line so yeah that village is very very important and, and good and important to establish too um and because we cannot function as some island out here by ourselves in in no way yep truly does take a village and um, I don't know it's it's really inspiring to see the work that you all are doing and it's exciting to see the work as well just happening in the field because especially when there's been so much loss um, in the past few years so to see thriving organizations and people seeing people excited to, you know to to see you all is exciting for us as well as the consumer it's like yay people are like going out and seeing music and enjoying shows again mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so like what i mean what, what you spoke briefly a little bit about what's coming up next but what what else is coming up next for amani wins what can we expect to see in the upcoming years yeah well we're recording new new music in fact today is uh we re well we released our latest record in the last couple of weeks and today is the first round of grammy nomination um 
uh, you know, for your consideration. First, voting, Grammy, Grammy voting. Um, and I don't know when the podcast will, will air. It will be, you know, much later, I'm sure. So it could be over by then. But uh, we are in the studio recording. We had two uh, simultaneous projects this summer going on at, the, you know, at once. The one that, that is now out and released. And uh, another one that will be released uh, probably next se- next summer. Uh, the, the the one that's released now is really a, a passion, a decades long passion project, which is entitled "Passion <laughs> for Bach and Coltrane," and it's it's uh, it's an oratorio in many ways of spoken word uh, incorporates um, the the words of a poet who happens to be Toyin's father. Um, his name is A. B. Spellman. He wrote poetry. Uh, and he's written, you know, volumes of poetry, but this, this, what this is about is um, this imaginary meeting of J.S. Bach and John Coltrane and, and what kind of music will be created. Well, our former French horn player, Jeff Scott, was really inspired and the composer, uh, really inspired by this notion and the poetry. So, you know, come some 10, some 10 years ago, he created an evening's length piece that is for the quintet jazz trio and string quartet and we performed it over the years now and then finally recorded it video recorded it this summer big big project it's very exciting so that's an old one but it's a new uh it's an old project but a new uh, uh resurgence of it uh because it's now out on on um uh the the, the record and the video itself is out and it's on our brand new record label so we just this year created our own label and really a media company uh aptly titled imani wins media <laughs> and um yeah again through our foundation got some really great funding for it um and so this exists not only as a vehicle for our recordings um for uh, thus far um you know forthcoming but uh, others we want to be um we want people to come to us, speaking of you know, underrepresented and, and musicians of color, composers of color, we want this to be a place that they can come and say, okay, uh, what, what, how, can, how can you be of, of assistance? Um, so we want to put out um, emerging artists of color, emerg- emerging composers of color. Um, so that's really the premise behind the label. And uh, the media company could, it's going to, it's evolving right now. We're, we're figuring it out ourselves. It's brand new. Um, but we it's, uh, in, envision it being a mentoring type of place. We possibly envision some podcasts happening. That's Toyin's baby. Um, we, you know, we see it. Everybody got a podcast, you know, <laughs> in, a good way, in a good way. Like these are conversations to be had. Um, so the media company is big. And then, you know, just looking at different collaborations, um, we are going to be doing some work with Michelle Can, the pianist, uh, Terrence Wilson. Actually, we are performing with pianist Terrence Wilson coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, namely at the 92nd Street Y here in New York City. So that's a great concert, of course, legendary concert venue. Uh, we've never played there as a group before, so that's going to be great. Uh, we're doing next season, we're collaborating with um, Boston Brass. Uh, which is a chamber group that's been around for a long time. They're our buddies. We did some other stuff with them some time ago. Um, the the great Arturo Sandoval is writing a double quintet 
for the both of us. Um, and then, yeah, we, we, you know, like I said, we pretty much commonly each year have some type of world premiere piece. So uh, every year, one way or another, we try to bring new music to the, to the fore. Um, with Michelle, uh, composer Viet Cong is going to write a sextet for piano and, and, and winds. Um, uh, Sean Okekbolo is writing um, a, a quintet that we're going to premiere at the Kennedy Center in April. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. In fact, it's funny because we were we were just talking about. So the other the other big recording project we did was the music of a composer named Andy Akiho, and brilliant, real steel pan player. And um, yeah, he's he's just bananas. It's so good. So um, Mark, our clarinetist, Mark Dover, he was in the studio with Andy. And anyway, long story short, we said, well, the record's probably going to come out. We recorded it this summer, but we had the passion coming out first. So we have to stagger the releases. Um, so it won't, probably won't come out till next year. And then we said, well, we want to tour it next year, tour um, the collaboration, because we play with him as well as our, our own stuff. But we got all this other stuff already happened in 24, 25 that we are now looking to 25, 26 to tour Andy. And um, you know, I was like, oh, but the record will be out. You know, but then we realized it's kind of nice to have two years in a row of, uh, you know, to, uh, two years in advance rather to know what you're going to be doing. Um, so, and and that's kind of the case. But you know, we we have to know at least one year in advance. Rarely have we known two years in advance. <laughs> so, um, to have to to have all of these great special projects kind of, uh, you know, in the chamber, re re ready to be released. Mm -hmm. is uh is very very cool and then the festival will keep going each year um we've started this we've come back to juilliard which is really exciting we were there in our early years but um went uh to manis even went up to manhattan school for a year now back at juilliard so continuing to do that each summer um and having that be sort of a, a real um home base because you can people rely upon it they know it's coming up so yeah, there's always say, something, always yeah. something happening with Imani Wins. Y'all are booked, busy, and blessed. Like y'all <laughs> are all three of them. Okay. Yes, I now, love it. So uh, the last thing I will have to ask, because as a person who have listened to all of your music and everything, I always wanted to know, is there a website or database where I could go say, I heard a Money Wins play this. I need the sheet music for this pronto. Is there a, a, a collection of that or or probably Googling, schmoogling things? Yeah, the Google schmoogle, right. Um, I mean, you know, uh, Valerie and Jeff are, again, our founding flutist and founding hornist. They they have their own um, publishing companies and 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 websites and um, so whatever they've written they kind of handle their own they definitely handle their own music so you could always Google yes um, Valerie Coleman uh, but or, or Jeff Scott the music of Jeff Scott and and find their find the, the scores there. Um, and other than that, though, you know, you can always uh, just email Imani, info at ImaniWins.com if there's a question about about uh, any particular piece um, that somebody wants to play. But if you know the composer, if one knows the composer, we, you know, we, the composers, they own the music, we interpret it, we get, we get it, we interpret it, we have the rights 
to it for a couple of years, but then it's out there, you know, um, for instance, um, our piece on our uh, Grammy nominated, our second Grammy nominated record from 20, from two years ago, um, a piece by Brina Esmael, um, beautiful work, beautiful work entitled um, uh, uh, the light is the same. A lot of people, a lot of quintets are playing that now. We, we premiered it, uh, but it's it's kind of been out there for these last good good six, six years now. I think maybe even longer, maybe more like eight years, because I think we premiered it with um, before we changed the personnel. So um, so we we see that in circulation, which is great, and you can get the music from Rena herself. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, it, the, the internet is a is a wild and wonderful place. <laughs> uh, so usually, you know, whatever you're looking for, it can be found. But but we're I, I like to I like to credit ourselves. We we credit ourselves on being of an uh, approachable and communicative organization, and know that whatever we're doing is only really. Um, successful because of that communication with our with our fan base with our uh support teams and people that that really want to know about what we're doing so yeah you can always write us and we'll write you back probably me (laughs) (laughs) well i mean what what a treat this has been for all of us because like like i said we i'm used to seeing you on a stage and so now having this where it feels like we've really gotten to have a conversation with each other i'm just so i'll be forever grateful for this and for your time so thank you so much thank you oh by the way next year i'll be celebrating my 50th birthday too so that that's that's what's going on next year too (laughs) oh well that's a big one that's a big big one yes Yes, oh. to- Toyin had hers last year, so in uh, twenty, I guess this year, twenty three earlier, um, and she, we're both born in January, so so hers was at the beginning of of this calendar year. Mine is coming up in January of of twenty four. So, so, a big so yeah, that's, that's, keep it coming, right? Yes, keep it coming. Yeah, <laughs> like we we wish you all individually, but. It, 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 also as a group, many, many, many more years of just happiness and just art because that's, it, I love it. I love to see it. We all love to see it. And we're just all so excited. I can speak for myself and the boys <laughs> to say we are all very excited to see everything that's going to come out in the next few years for you all. So thank, um, you. thank you so much. We'll make sure to, ha- I mean, y'all already know where to find them, but we'll make sure to have the right. links to learn more and see more about Imani Wins. Um, we hope this episode was inspiring to you uh, as our audience. And you better, if you haven't got, listened, go listen right oh, now. Man. Oh my, you don't even know. You don't even know what you're about to get into. Like, I'm, I'm excited for you. But yes. then if you can watch them, I'm telling you, like at Midwest, when oh. I first saw Monica, I swear I was like, I want to switch to bassoon. When <laughs> <laughs> you walk up there in your blue jumpsuit and you said, this is my chair, this oh. is my bassoon. And I, jumpsuit on I, mean, I remember. And you was rocking it. You. And you, you were getting I said, that's that, that's my spirit animal right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, well, thank you guys so much. I had a good time talking. Thanks for inviting me and, and uh, you know, much success with the podcast as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see y'all next week for another great episode. See you then. Woo-hoo. Bye.